Hi everybody, welcome to part two of our KJ52 review of his album, Seventh Avenue. Yep. And uh, this will be the second part of this review. Deuxième partie pour toutes les Québécoises. And my name is Holden Stefan Roy, in case you forget, because last am... time I forgot to say that. That's true, nobody knew who you were. I am your lady friend, Bonnie, in case and you forgot. This is the Classic Quest podcast, the show where we break yep. down classic-ish albums. I, I don't know if this one counts as a classic to well, everyone. I mean, it came but out it, in like 2000. It, it's, <clears throat> anyway, we'll talk about it's whether like or not we think it's a classic at the end of this part. But uh, that's the point of the show, to go through what people perceive to be the classic albums mm-hmm. and discover the greatness within them. Albums like KJ52's 7th Avenue. So but more talk- of the 04 edition, right? Yes, the 04 yeah, yeah, edition yeah. without the skits as per no skits. the request of Mr. Scribble, who the Patreon folk uh, do have access to the episode early. So while this isn't public at the time of recording, we did get some comments. And Mr. Scribble, who requested this, left an essay. But the truth <laughs> is, my favorite comment of the two that we got from the Patreon squad, y'all are awesome, mm-hmm. is uh, from Ismail Gadamsi over here. Yep. First time hearing about him. Based on his name, I thought he was a newer rapper. And I really appreciated that comment because... Like, why? Why? I don't know. To me, it does sound like some new ass... But it sounds... I don't know. It sounds like uh, something that would happen in 2000. I don't know. That's just Like, me. you know what? Before 4 was a thing around then. I, I, don't, I don't really yeah, have any real Yeah, I answer. feel like weird things like that. But that's a great question. I would like to know why, too, now, because I didn't really think about it. I just thought it was a great comment because when I first read it, I went, that makes sense. It but I just want like to that. know why, like, it sounds like it. Because I mean, anyway, do you I'm, think KJ 52s name is new or old sounding? F- people watching, let us. us know. And how, if you're obviously if you're a KJ 52 fan for like 20 years, use some Tell us like, some stuff. But like, also like, obviously the question isn't like with that knowledge. It's like if you just heard, then anyway, that's that's what we do here. We talk about stuff, and you either like it or dislike it, and that's cool. But bef- with all you're that being said, we have like half the album left to talk about. So part one is where we cover the first six tracks, and now we're gonna talk about tracks seven and thirteen all at once. As we talk about, it's the SOI, the Sons of Intellect anthem, and the remix. Okay. Alright, so this track features. Fanatic and the ambassador from the cross movements, which is cool because I would definitely say cross movements are the first ever Christian hip hop project I heard A to Z. In particular, it's the album that has like a court case going on on it. I'm not sure which one it is, but like if you've heard the project, you'll know what I mean. You know, and you know. it was like pretty cool. Like it was pretty like well done, is my memories. And then they they have that shit where it's like the gospel flow. Where it's like I, I can't even do it now, but like I checked out that album. I think it was a 2004. I remember it dropping and it actually sounded modern and new and then i discovered a lecrae not long after and now lecrae has a freaking project with zaytoven that's right mr zaytoven and christian rap king himself mr lecrae currently have it and then i'm like that's i feel fucking... like i've heard of lecrae but i'm like that's I'm such... like because mostly everything that you've mentioned i don't know but like when you think about where christian rap has just come from in like the past to the point where like lecrae and zaytoven have a project together wow it's mainstream hmm. i digress so this features the first two uh the first two verses are from the cross movements but verse three we get two separate verse threes for this part because technically yes the remix comes later on an album but like we get there and be like blah 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 it's basically the same song except for the part that the third the beats are absolutely completely different you have a heavier more percussion beat on the remix which i fucking love but you also have this grimy almost like wu-tangy kind of maybe not wu-tangy but like that kind of feel to it on the original 
which I also really freaking like, making it like a really cool, like a time where I feel like it's hard to decide personally which of these two instrumentals I enjoy more. Making the remix particularly cool to hear how like different the song comes off with the same two first verses but the third verse at least kj52 jumps up on there and gives us a, a separate third verse for us at least i hope i mean i wrote down so the lyrics are up on genius for the original and what i quoted in the second part for the remix doesn't seem to be there so that's whatever but um what do you think about these two tracks and your feelings on it in general um well, I'll talk about the first one first, um, the SOI, Sons of Intellect Anthem. Um, so this one features, uh, what, like you said, you're, well, you already said all that. So anyways, um, I thought it had a nice, cool intro. It's um, different from anything I've heard before. Um, it's very unique. Um, and the beat on this one is nice, and it sounds, uh, it's a bit, like, tougher sounding, and it, and at the same time, like, it sort of sounded a bit eerie and, like, creepy a little bit, and it reminded me of Immortal Techniques, Dance with the Devil, like, it made me think of, like, that song and, like, that kind of, like, dark, gritty kind of song, um, and, like, the rhymes on this one are super tight, um, KJ's on the third verse on this one, um, and ends the entire verse, basically um with the same sound at the end so it's kind of cool to like to see like how like like or like the the third verse is all rhymes with i don't know if i'm saying this right with like it's the same like ending blasphemy sound. Is so it's like too busy huh you'll start the blasphemies i'm going to battle steady charging with some batteries graduate first class move cross movement academies fanatic ambassador to stimulate your faculties exactly something with parises so i like that and I, it goes to show like he's you know he's showing off his skills and he's using some like interesting word choices to kind of like fit in with with like the like the wordplay, and I like that. Um, I thought that was kind of unique again. Um, it was nice. Um, it sounds a little bit more badass sounding while still totally being all about God. Um, so, and then let's talk about the the later one, the, the remix. Yeah. Um, so the remix, um, it has just a new beat on, on it, basically. Um, and my head started bobbing like right away. Like it's really cool and it sounds very like old school. Um, like definitely like, you know, like a, an homage to like, you know, like a throwback kind of like a sound, um, like from like the eighties, nineties. Um, and I like that. Um, and I think I like this version better, but they're both, they're both good. Um, and they're both fun and unique. Um, and like this one is a little bit more like fun. And the other one was a bit more gritty. So um, they, they, it's kind of cool that he's able to kind of offer you both. So I gave them both a 4.5. I mean, absolutely, the remix part. And it's partly because, like, while well, KJ52's. But I like the grittiness of, like, the first like, one. His verse is different on, like, the remix, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, to me, part of my decision is shit. Like, I really enjoy KJ's lines in the remix, pulling out more lines than phones with fiber optics. And I was like, Oh, I get that. Cause remember when the fiber optics was the rage and shit, and it, it, like that made sense. And I feel like any time in KJ's verse in the first one, such a oh, moment. <laughs> I don't know. I like that one. Or 
when he goes hip hop's embedded in my dna strand used to be stressed when i couldn't see the plan but not a 5-2 knows who's in command so i don't rush the hour like my name is jackie chan and rush i'm hour, like huh? yeah and i'm like this brings me back to being young and happy you know like <laughs> you know like when you're in your youthful days and whatnot but i just thought it was like more fun more clever and i felt like his verse hit a little less a little less thirsty like like when you hear graduate first class crop movement academies in the in the first part i mean it just comes off a little too like it doesn't fit the song as well as i would argue the other two and that's just in terms of like the name dropping and shit like yeah mm-hmm. okay fine you're showing love but the remix i feel like he thematically just hits it a little harder and that's all i quoted because the lyrics of his verse aren't up and at that point i was fucking tired so i didn't write down <laughs> anymore but it's it's to me like cages delivered and it's also like you can like it almost feels like time's gone on he's a little bit of a tighter rapper like you know maybe i'm wrong maybe yeah. that came out in the beginning but that's what it feels like in terms of the delivery i know a couple of the tracks on the the re-released edition of which we found out like honestly check out scribble's comment on part one i don't want to steal his thunder but he gave us some real history into the complications of how this album came to be hmm. i digress cool, yeah. um I really like the chorus though, like it's the SOI, unified, glorified, recognize, the most high, El Shaddai. Like that third driven triplety kind of a rhythm is really dope. The math in it feels like real nice. Plus, just using non-standard words on the let's call it the unified rhyme scheme, like typically you'd get like a I get high, red, I float, you know, like you know, you get more like cliche shit Mm -hmm. so just hearing like El Shaddai in the middle of this hook like that like to me it's refreshing in a sense as a person who does like diversity in the music I intake because I mean yes there are other people who probably rap that shit but I really like the cook, dude. It's, like a, it's a hook to me, you know? Realize you can't run, you can't hide, be verbalized just to open up the eyes. And then you get that mission statement. Like, honestly, what they're saying here is we rap God and we rap so that we can help you find God. And I'm like, evangelism 101, make dope <laughs> fucking music. Because I want to, like, just be clear, I was like, dying back in the day was totally on par with, like, the hip-hop I was listening to. So, like, to me, the metal scene was also really good at that purpose. I know what happened to the As They Lay Dying singer. I'm saying back in the day. Um, who brings the pain along with the prominence, dominant with godly wisdom, not just common sense, omniscient in the repertoire with the rest of the attributes that disputes man's best and guess who keeps the toughest MCs on their knees. So I love this. Like just the way Fanatic starts it. A, the rhymes there are just, it just flows. Like he's fucking hitting hard. And I really enjoyed how like, like it, it slaps, right? Like this isn't soft hip hop, yep. but somehow it's like, yo, we bring the truth. We bring God's wisdom, and yeah, it's gonna hurt as you fucking reform your life, but I am the bringer of the holy word, motherfucker. And it's like you almost hear the motherfucker if you're me when you're hearing this verse. But he's obviously not gonna say it because he's a little holier than I am. Big respect. I maybe should try to be more righteous, maybe. Oh well. Um, but I just like it, man. Like, to, uh, saying, uh, who keeps the toughest MCs on their knees in the midnight hour, saying please to the same God they dissed on the same album, from the office in the White House to the slums in Shaolin. And that's fantastic. Like, he'll take you out anywhere. And I kind of feel like he's pointing out from the big corporate all the way to the greedy, you know, Wu-Tang style people. Like, doesn't matter who you are. If you battle me as an MC, I'll take you out and I'll show you God and get you praying by the end of the night. And it's a cool flex if you're a Christian rapper, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's the flex. Like, I'm going to fucking convert your ass because I will speak a truth you can't deny. 
I'm like, I suppose if you're going in on the Christian front, that, that's the perfect message. Yep. Um, from like a hard point of view. I challenge the smartest to the fattest rhyme flipping acrobatist to step up and tell us what's the status. I'm not rhyming so you can give me minds. I pull strings so the sun's light can shine through your mini blinds. And I'm like, shit, that's humble. It's dope. He's fucking killing it, but he's really just a vessel of God being a fucking sort of truth motherfucker rather than actually coming on through here and like like a he's poning you but like he's doing it in like the humblest it's not about me way ever i don't know i'm really i love it like honestly <laughs> fanatic and the ambassador don't get, like, they just kill it i'm like yo we got to jump on that cross movement shit you know what i'm saying let us know if you want to see some cross movements review by hitting that like and subscribing and commenting and sharing this with all your friends yep, yep, and yep. then getting what anyway that'll, that'll definitely motivate me to do a lot more christian rap um <laughs> Anyway, uh, this ain't uh, this ain't pain. This is passion. You seen this ain't a game. Was you at the Athens Coliseum being chased while crying, getting ate by lions, showing faith while dying as we wait for I am, and that's interesting, right? Like he's kind of like taking that historic example of like all things considered, the pain that you feel in your life is historically speaking irrelevant. This is something I believe very with fervor. Um, you know, like if you really think back in the day, shit was real complicated. And we, especially in North America here, because I know that this is a global platform and some of y'all might be living in places where shit is not proper. And for that, my heart goes out. But for the people in North America, in most places that are not the really not so nice places, <laughs> like we have fucking nothing to complain about, really. And so that's what I kind of take from that. And he's just putting that thing. It's like, yo if you consider that there were people who showed faith to god whilst a lion was trying to eat them for the sadistic pleasure of other people what the fuck do i have to not nah, i should just show faith to god right like that's the i'm like that's yeah, fucking proper you know or the way ambassador then flows right in with the next verse like thug scrambling debate is just scandal i tried to run from christ but got turned around like cars by a handle not my favorite pun but i like what he's trying to say like you know hard times i flipped around i met the son the one that even lost vandals how much more than the sick kid loves campbells oh because kids do they love campbells i wasn't really sure i mean like i know that's what the tv says but it's not like i ever really heard somebody in my entire life be like yo i want that campbell soup uh everybody always y'all might be on youtube being like bonnie that happens sometimes and i never saw that <laughs> I mean, shit i i very much enjoy soup um, but I do like the chunky ones as an adult, but I'm saying like a sick kid, I don't remember Absolutely, chicken noodle, More maybe than... some of that Lipton stuff, like with like the, like the super, like, I feel like, I feel like I had it like once as an adult and I was like, this is so salty. Um, but just like all the noodles were great. And like, of course, when you're sick or you like on the weekends or whatever, you would have like, you know, your mom would make you some like tomato soup. But and the, like grilled cheese sandwich, nah, super my, my easy. My mom would never make me some. And you would dip that in fucking tomato soup because I never eat it. Um, anyway, my mom. You guys who did that, you know what I'm talking Y'all probably about. know. I see Facebook memes propping this up now. Like, yo, remember when we were poor and we could barely eat? That it's was not, the shit. It's not even that you were poor. It was 
just that it was no, no, great, no. easy, I literally know some people where it honestly could equate back to that because of the memory this was growing up. And then when I think it through, I'm like, yo, I don't want to fucking touch shit that looks like that because it reminds me of growing up on welfares. So that's what it reminds me of a little bit. Okay, fine. This is very sidetracked. But I feel like everybody ate that, not just welfare let's, let's, kids. Back on top. Everyone did, yes. Because yes. they had really good marketing. Uh, their ads are still pretty good. So therefore, you, you circled back and your yeah, point but is I was I was saying that in light <laughs> of the marketing, I don't know anybody that did this ex- except for you apparently. Um, still, this whole bar is, is fascinating, right? Because he's saying, um, I was a sinner living a dark-ass life life and i tried to avoid god but god is just the omniscient wonderful being that god is and he loves vandals so what you think about that it's a very polite way of saying mean mug and motherfuckers and all sorts of other shits like that so he loves people like me who cuss like a pirate while spitting about christian rap over here on youtube um how much and then he describes like in terms of the lost and all the worst of the peoples he loves them more than the sake loves campbells more than romantics and half of the lessons of fans love candles yeah victoria's secret is i guess what i meant to say but y'all candle lovers so many people i know are obsessed with the fucking candles and it's not just romantics because i know lots of non-romantic people people just fucking love candles it's a huge industry yep he made me whole burning our money literally for cents and aromas um but I just love the power in that. I'm like, those are such human, relatable fucking examples, but still manage to slap the power of God's love in your face in a way that almost follows up the last verse. So in the last verse, it's like, we're going to beat you fucking down and we're going to show you God is proper. And now God's going to love you even if you're the worst. It's like, damn, son, that's exactly what should be going on and mm-hmm. what I perceive Christian hip hop should be. Um, I don't know. He made me holy, but let me stay rugged like lug sandals. I'm assuming that those are rugged sandals. You can't believe this. You see the ordinary outside, but something significantly different. So your mouth's wide open, scope in a hypostatic mixture. God's indwelling a man is butter with a picture. Crackpots who hit the jackpot. Anyway, basically the rest of the verse is my life is better with God through a series of great bars. I can't say there's anything else in the verse that like truly popped out at me. But in general, the way he spits it, his rhythm is very different from the other two. And it really adds to the song. And I feel like this is such a standout track, like, to show off the benefits. Like, like this is one of the few on this album I'd be like, yo, you don't think Christians can rap? Boom. Sons of intellect anthem, motherfucker. <laughs> then you have KJ52's verse <coughs> where it's like... You too busy, too busy, huh? Yo, stop the blasphemies. <clears throat> I'm like, that's an incorrect use of the term blasphemy as I understand it, but we'll move on from there. I'm going to battle steady, charging like some batteries, graduate for anyway. And then he flows on, but I'll be honest, I don't feel like this verse is the right one. It's the other verse that hits real proper, like five two spitting words deep like pacific seas i verbalized full circle 360 degrees dust be getting shocked the heavens mentalities lyrical missionary threatened the bias match these it's all right it fit you're right it has that one rhyme scheme and it does fit that neat but i'm feeling yeah. like when you look at it bar for bar against like the other two verses it lacks a certain oomph whereas something like when he's spitting you know the hip-hop's embedded in my dna strand i used to be stressed when i couldn't see like that just to me feels more personal plus he's got some bars up in there like 
you know, pulling out more lines and phones. We started there, but like, I feel like it just fruits a little better. So I'm giving a remix of fucking 4.75 because nice. I truly think it's a fresh as fuck song, and the original gets a 4.5 because while it's good, it's not quite the remix. And the truth is. I do run my mouth a lot. I cuss like a fucking pirate, but I try to have some integrity with this shit. That's true. I forgot what this song was, because I'll be honest, I didn't listen to the album today like I normally do day of, but when I just heard the clip just now, I was like, oh yeah, this one. This is a stellar fucking track. Now, first of all, can we just pause and go, my life be like, ooh, ah. That sounds so fire. Like, I've been listening to that Grits tune for over 10 years, for real. I know it was in a Like Mike movie. I don't think it was the first one. I'm like... Wasn't it in, like, a Fast and the Furious It was in a lot. Because, yo, I was working at a little super cool video trial. I feel like Fast and Furious had, like, great soundtracks. Which happens to be a video store. And somewhere in the 2005 to 2008, era that track by grits was like fucking everywhere and it's one of the only christian rap songs secular people in my life have ever fucking heard of that's me why because it's dope you know like the fear of never falling in love or the tears after losing the feeling of what you thought love was like the dark still up under the rug i mean y'all know that's fire yeah i'm just saying like my life be like bad characteristics (laughs) covered in christ's blood Oh, like my whole life is fuck it just, ups. It just doesn't. It feels. It feels like it is and isn't. Um, I guess like a Christian song all at oh, once. It's just good. So anyway, it's just, yeah, it's just so good. So Bonafide from Grits is on this track. That's the connection, which I'm sh- I'm certain y'all made. But we mm-hmm. just had to adore. If you don't know um, the Ooh Ah song, you, you should probably go, go listen, listen to it. You're to gonna it. love it's, it. It's amazing. Um, also, I have this track My Life by Grits that I threw on for a while as a nice guitar beat, but I don't think it has the same buzz. It was off their like 2011 project. Grits is dope. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like one thing about grits that always stood out to me is i remember hearing stories how when all the christian rappers and all the christian musician scenes were acting hoity-toity grits was like chilling with the bad folk and really evangelizing by showing that you could be in the club around the marijuanas and the alcohols and the whatever the hoes and you could just behave yourself and deliver an example and if you look at how a lot of people act, it's kind of slut-shaming and pretty disrespectful. So Grits is another group that, in terms of their behavior as Christians, at least if that's true, that story has inspired how I try to behave myself. Because, yo, there's something whack about going, fuck the heathens, they shall go to hell. And I know that it's not all Christians, and I really ranted in the first part, but, like, yo, this is some real shit I've seen in my life. I digress. This song is maybe connected to that idea loosely, but in this song, Grits has a point. Um, you want to walk us through it before I talk a bunch? Um, I don't really have very much to say, so you can walk it's through it. It's fucking amazing. So what I love about it is the double effect of this. You have the dorky white guy. Mm-hmm going up to the established black rapper trying to and i think it's on purpose that they chose this dynamic to have the black guy being the gatekeeper in this moment okay maybe i'm misreading it but like it's 2000 ish when this shit comes out we're talking maybe Mm -hmm. it's something that scribble said imagine being a white christian rapper in 94 like yeah take all of the struggles that probably happen to be white in that and i'm not trying to make it sound like anything racy but like let's be real at a a certain point if you were to be a white rapper you had to be ill or you were not allowed in the game like you just had to be able to spit or you get knocked the fuck out is how i understand some of this went down so to not only be a white dude in that era but to be christian Mm -hmm. and then to still make it happen for 20 years 
Hats off to KJ52. That's all I'm trying to say. Because, yo, when Scribble pointed yeah. that out, I was like... No, it's true. Fair. But then you get this track, which I think really does a lot to... It does two things really fucking well outside of that race issue thing I touched on. It shows how good KJ52 could be if he were a secular rapper. Yep. And then it shows the merits of what being a Christian rapper is supposed to be. As opposed to, like, yeah. so if you imagine in any field, you're going to have fake fucks. So you're going to have a bunch of Christian rappers that are in it for the wrong reasons. Like, it's all about me, me, me. And did I mention me? I'm the dopest rapper in the gospel rap industry. The truth is, if you're saying a line like that, you might be missing the point of gospel rap. If it's like, I understand it to be an evangelistic tool. Yeah, leave that to, to Remy Ma. I kill more white rappers, or why I think he says whack. I don't know. It says white here. Either way, than snipers. I'm the one that caught to get the crowd hyper. Yo, all y'all cats need to retire. What you played out raps on the roughest and toughest set of the spotlight. Yo, better make sure this mic sounds right or I'll charge you double on this honorarium. So, in first of all, he sounds fresh, though. Like, he really does sound like he's an ill rapper. Yep. He's fucking killed it forever. But what they're doing here is showing his attitude. And the whole rap is about his attitude. I mean, it's obviously on purpose. So, he's playing a bit of a character. But you know what? There's something that the local MCs do at every single show I've ever been to. They spit. Oh, bro, the sound was all fucked up. Oh, bro, every single rapper. Listen, the sound has never been good at a single fucking show I spit at. And somehow, I don't have to say that when I'm done my set. Nobody's going to watch this review in Montreal that I can think of. I'm just, I'm putting the shots out. You won't catch me complaining about the sound because I just killed a performance either way. And that's what I like about that line is it's making fun of motherfuckers who's like, it's got to be perfect or you're making me look bad with the sound issue fuck you <laughs> and that's but i like that they're kind of bringing that up because they probably seen some shit with the egos that are involved in hip-hop um and then you get that kind of like build up you know don't ask me to speak words of encouragement because yo i got the dopest skills don't ask me to do what god wills it's all about keeping it real making sure i get me a fat type of record deal so it sounds more like dude is fucking into hip-hop and just kind of laying down the conventions or whatever you know mm -hmm. toss got a bone every once in a while have a coke and a smile yo i've been doing this a long while man like two months even and then i was like <laughs> okay i'm like as an mc as in, I started publishing music or performing June 2nd, 2012. Am I established by any means? Fuck no. But I'm like eight years in, or six, seven and a half to eight years into being an active MC in my city, networking, performing, mm -hmm. doing shit. So when I hear that two month shit, I relate to it at like a deeper level than I thought I would do. Because, yo, you see people all over. And guess what? Arrogant ass 2012 me was one of these motherfuckers. Like, I've been rapping for six months. Look, I gotta shut the fuck up, right? Like, it takes literal years to develop the craft in person. Or you see people on stage and they, you listen to these people at shows and I'm like, dog. Because nobody, like, now I've been YouTubing for years. So it's like I'm meeting a bunch of new people who don't know who the fuck I am. And mm -hmm. it's like, Man, the complaining from the artists, the attitudes that like you can kind of picture from this. It's like even if you're really about hip hop, it can be double entendre. Like this is not how you behave. And yet this is how a lot of people I've seen live in my city behave. Not everyone. So if you watch, I mean, you talk to me in my face, it's not you. But in my head, I'll know who's, who it is, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And it's just the lack of humility to, uh, or the fact that it's not even about God or whatever. You know, I'll throw God a bow and just bring his name up here and there. And that's just good enough, you know. Yep. Um, I got all the girls fiending. I put MC back into MCing. And I'm like, you know, it's pretty fucking random, but like surprisingly dope. He got away with saying that on a Christian hip hop album. And I bet because I'm that kind of a shithead that I, I would have if I was if I was a Christian rapper, I would have done this because this is fucking fun. You get to say all the rack shit in a good way, in a clean way. I like it. Um, yo, God and hip hop versus the God of hip hop. I believe I'm achieving what I want. And I really like that line, right? Because it's about God and hip hop or the God of hip hop. Meaning, yep. are you really about God and using hip hop as your vehicle? Or is your ego the God of hip hop? Yep. Slash, are you worshiping this idea of being the God of hip hop? Yeah, being the rapper. Anyway, and then he lives and dies for the God of hip hop. I mean, God and hip hop. So y'all fools need to stop. And I love the way he ends it there where it's just like he, he has that like Freudian slip. Like, how can you even doubt me, dog? You know, I'm all about that shit. But the verse is super ill. It's fucking cool. Yep. And then you get the little hook. There's a message for you rapping and finish showing faces and places where you're blessed and I trying to bow, get respect for your skills, but skill alone to get you props. It takes integrity when rapping for Christ on microphones. And I like that because it's really about how you live your life. Like, yep. There are a lot of people who can say a lot of shit about me today and now about my cocky attitude. I get it. I have a cocky attitude. But at least I'm fucking genuine about who the f how I try to live and, you know, how I try to put myself out. Well, you'll know who the fuck I am, at least, you know? Yeah. And I feel like that kind of translates here. It's like you can't just call yourself a Christian rapper if you ain't living that Christian life. So, like, I could not call myself a Christian rapper. I did not live that Christian, Christian life. You know, like it would be wrong of me to appropriate that label for whatever kind of skill, in my opinion. <laughs> anyway, I love how Bonafide responds. Like, who's this Babylon MC with the audacity approaching me as if I got a stamp of approval for his fallacy? I'm like, woo! He's like, this fool coming up here and acting foolish and wants my stamp of approval for his fake shit? Mm -mm. I hear you talking about yourself and claim you keep it real. I don't know why I made that noise. Claim you keep it real, but I'm feeling it. I'm feeling to your flesh, but only kill... The little lights so they dimly shine in. I question why you rhyme in ministry and mine, or does God direct your timing? Or do we even put it in to put it out? What you about? And I like that because at the end of the day, in a sense, a lot of the old heads I know feel this sentiment. Like, yo, you claim to be hip hop. You claim to be like a rapper and all this shit. But what's your rhymes about? What are you coming at? Especially when they target at the mumble rap community. So I'd love to parallel that can be made towards authentic hip hop mm -hmm. versus being Christian hip hop. And then just kind of the lanes and how you present yourself and the purity of the message and shit. So at the end of the day, it's like, is the character the essence of the life you hear in the pages of his every word? Because if not, face his rage. You ain't understanding. He demands a higher standard. Staying true to hip-hop can't be found in his commandments. So I dislike the fact that he's kind of making it sound like the materialism and all of that essence is the spirit and the gods of hip-hop as dominated by pop charts. We could call that the gods of materialistic pop. But from what I've seen in true hip-hop, what he's trying to say here about hip-hop doesn't fully apply. But the core message he's saying is like, yo, look at these themes they often promote. You think that's what it takes to be cool. You was missing the point. And overall, I think it's a powerful message that really speaks strongly towards what it is to be a Christian MC, how to rep yourself. But again, done in a way where A... As a secular person, you can extrapolate the exact same message and apply it to your own life. Or, and B, it's pretty good. Like, the beat's pretty, <laughs> like, it's all fucking good. Yep. 
I gave it a five. I thought it was fucking flawless. Wow. This is a, this is like an amazing. I wouldn't show this to everyone as much. A little preachy. I'm okay with that. Hmm. Good for you. Um. Yeah. So I mean, this is a this is a pretty nice song. Um. KJ flows. Um. Super nice. Uh, as usual. Um. And I very much liked uh, Bonafide. Uh. He had a little bit of a harder sound to him. Um. Or he has a harder sound. Um. So I like that. And you know. I pretty much just like summed up the song that it is basically the importance of singing about um, the fact that he is doing this for Christ to promote, you know, Christ's message and to live true and to, you know, do, you know, just be a good Christian. Um, so, I mean, this is like a, this is like another song that has like great flows, great beats. Um, they're, they're both uh, great artists on this one. They sound good together and it's very Christian. Um, so it is what it is. It's pretty great. I gave it a 4.4 on 5. That's very fair. Are you ready to tell everyone how this is love, Bonnie? This is love. (laughs) On the one hand, this is very sweet. (laughs) It's like super fucking sweet. And as far as, I guess, writing a love song goes, it's, it's so sincere and it's so like, manages to also still evangelize the value of waiting for marriage and the appreciation of finding that soul partner and all of that good crap and i don't mean that in a bad way i mean it like it's really like endearing and stuff but man it just feels like an old love song that i would never like throw on personally yeah 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 yeah, but like when i really break it down man it's really like beautiful like i saw you come in feel like there could be something my mouth is drying these eyes beheld you stunning something about this eyesight by the way i had to transcribe it's not available so i might be wrong something through your eyesight your smile now you be shining bright you illuminate this lonely life with your stunning light I swallow hard cause my thoughts be feeling mad, uh, be mad dry. I gather up my courage, step and ask if I, and I like the way he does the mad dry, ask if I, I like the way people chop up lines and combine with that. Yep. And I'm like, that's actually really fucking talented. Like this is a level of rhyming that He's I good. don't. Like here's the thing. That level of, of writing literally requires the understanding of grammar to write it. And that's part of why a lot of people don't do it is just because they don't have grammar skills. So this required grammar to pull off that bar. Uh, ask if I, comma space, could be the one to hold your hand and treat you with respect. I take my God serious to keep this flesh in check. And I'm like, oh, that's what you say to get the Christian girls all... <laughs> I guess hot and bothered, yeah. ir- ironically. Yep. But like I could just. Well, see. they still get hot and bothered underneath all their like Christian clothes. I mean, she watched the Duggars. So I loved the Duggars. That's their eighteen thousand kids in fucking. I, I don't think. It, well, maybe it's still on. I just don't have. Yeah, we, cable we, or anything. Because why would you pay for cable in twenty twenty? Yeah. Anyway, um, like so, I'm not like. I just follow them on Instagram. I mean, I just <laughs> felt like. I don't know how to say this respectfully, but this is the most panty dropper Christian shit I ever fucking heard. Yeah. Like, he's just sweet talking her to a point where, like, and I mean, he's, it's his wife. They got married, like, July 26, 96 or some bullshit like that. And, like, you know, it's super sweet. And he's like, yo, like, check it. I'm going to treat you right with respect. Yep. I respect my God, so you don't have to worry about me trying to fornicate with you in a bad way. And I'm like, interesting, interesting indeed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, like, you know, you should be with me. 
and then I think she's a little uncertain and whatever, whatever. Then the second verse, he's very grateful that they linked up. So I like how in that first verse, he's almost like seducing her and like trying to get her to date him and to give him a chance. He's not like other guys. Turns out he's not like other guys because he married her before he smashed. And I, I mean, I'm assuming this is going to be one of those weird things, but I assume Christians tear that shit apart on Wednesday nights. Like you got to think about the <laughs> for marriage thing. Yes. I was not good enough to wait for marriage. But if I had to wait for marriage and I got married, in my 30s let's say a it would last for four seconds and b it would be like an all-night affair like fuck y'all for a week i'm not leaving the room yeah oh well anyway <laughs> i guess i guess that's I'd, what the honeymoon is for right i guess i denied myself that ability because you know now i'm years into sex <laughs> anyway years into sex and he sounds so excited by it yeah so the second verse <laughs> but i like how in the second no i mean it's amazing it's just when you think about it in like contrast to the purity of waiting for 30 years the explosiveness of that orgasm must be like doing heroin for the first time i digress All right. um this is probably not what the really dmi we don't Christian know folk who came <laughs> to the show are into but anyway this is what i do so the second verse shows how hard it is to be a dude it is super hard to be in terms of like the not fucking and respecting women properly and he's got some points guys are very and i don't mean it like in it's hard to be a bad guy in a bad way i mean it like in his case it's the struggle of being pure but in most cases guys don't even try to struggle like him they just fucking act like douches so we need to struggle and try harder as dudes anyway he has her she faces challenges with him he thanks god for sending her to him the marriage is in 96 it's super sweet the chorus is whatever and you're just like this is the most forgettable fucking love song ass beat ever so like the rhymes are really potent and mm -hmm. stick in such a personal way this is the most dated i don't want to listen to it there's shit. something in the beat like that right right or whatever yeah. like that duck sound that is featured or whatever so like, I really, uh, uh, my objective self gives this a four and a half on five, knowing this is the last time I'm ever hearing this song for the rest of my life. Unless somebody's like, we got to bump 7th Avenue. And I'm like, yep. I just don't see that happening. Um, maybe it does. You never know. Good. Anyway, did you uh, give your thought, your grade? Uh, no. Your thoughts, um, or did I just talk for a while? You just talked the whole while. I'm sorry. It was a love song. That's how you do. You. You're my, you're my light. And I'm grateful. trying to hold my hand too. I'm my cat is also trying to hold I'm my hand. I'm grateful to have you. Literally every time you put your hand out, she's trying to hold my hand. It's very okay. cute. Sorry, right. cat distraction. Um, <laughs> so this is like you know, like you said, it's like a slow, seductive, sexy kind of a jam, um, and he's very excited about this beautiful woman that he loves, and you know that he wants. This is somebody that he wants to really like take his time with, and like you said, is respectful towards and wants to treat her right. Like like this is like. These are good things. Like, this is, there's nothing bad. This is not necessarily like yeah. some other type of rap love songs that we sometimes hear, where it's like, girl, I'm going to lay you down, I'm going to fuck your booty, or whatever it is. Maybe or, it's not quite like that, but. You're my side hoe, but you must remain monogamous to me while I fuck other hoes. Girl, you must love me. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, so that's kind of what it is. Uh, so this is like a nice song about treating somebody, um, you know, with love and respect, um, you know, and really just being in love and um, just kind of going through life together and, you know, something that's long term. This is going to be, you know, they, they want to like, you know, he wants to be with her until they get old and gray. Like this is like pure love. It's just like 
super cheesy. Um, and like you said, that they can like face um, situations together, and you know they've got you know God on their side, and you know it's all about it's all about that, and it's super sweet. And um, if I was like this Christian girl that um, he was singing about, I would be so moved. Um, but I like. Uh, I don't know. I like more wild things, I guess, than I love you and I love you. Me, 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 me. But anyways, um, anyways, I, that's not for me. Okay, we're fine. Yeah, it's good. It's sweet. So I give it a 4.4 on 5. Wild things. Lift me up. <laughs> All right, so about a year ago, I watched this YouTube video from one of the music-y, critic-y people. I think it was Todd in the Shadows, and he got a request for Flood by Jars of Clay. And the way he broke down the song is such a quintessential pop 90s alt rock song made me go listen to it and then i just couldn't help it man so like i had that shit it's like so if i can't sleep after 48 hours and my mind's made anyway i think i've heard it probably on the buzz if you guys know what we talked about last time or me showing it to you lift me up and then I'm like, okay. And then it starts playing, and I hear that guitar sample, and I'm praying because it said cover on Genius, and there were no lyrics that it's a direct cover. It's not. He just sampled the shit out of that song and used it as a hook and wrote his own thing. But yo, this is probably my favorite song on Project, but mostly because I'm really into that Jars of Clay song for the last year. And I mean, literally, I've known about it for a year. And I'm really obsessed with that song. And then the like the fucking violin bridge and everything, like in the Jars of Clay song, it's just so cornily cliche in the best possible way. And that's pretty fire to me. But like just the way that he takes their chorus, you know, you know, if my eyes can't see the sun rays after 40 days in a world ways, pull me underneath the waves who will save the, uh, me in these last days, lift me up. And it's like, you know, it's basically taking the same core concept of flood which is if life is complicated and hard and the world is drowning me out god lift me up you know like and so i thought it was an amazing like it's such an ode to the original by giving all the hip-hop christian kids a better version of it better maybe not better but equally different in it you know okay um what do you think about it before i talk too much and steal (laughs) the show um, I, I liked it. I mean, it's, um, I like the, the thunderstorm sort of like feature, uh, sounds at the beginning. I always enjoy when there's like different things and, uh, nature sounds are great. Um, you know, love that. Um, and also like it sets the tone for, you know, just saying that, you know, this is maybe if you're in like the storm of life or if you're going through something, you know, in, you know, the storm will pass, like that kind of situation. Um, <coughs> me i have a cold still um it has a nice beat to this song i liked it um and basically about you know him and you know you know when he's dealing with like times where he's feeling low and depressed um and you know sometimes he needs jesus to like lift him up um and he knows that he can be saved by god you know and just sort of like a reminder for everybody else that you know they can be saved saved by God if they just, you know, if he looks up and, you know, doesn't stare maybe at the situation that they're in and looks above it and God's there to maybe kind of like help you out of it. So like that's just um, my interpretation. Um, So it's definitely um, a song about coming back from low times and um, there's like hope in it. It kind of has like that hopeful uh, feeling while still kind of being um, a little bit morose, but I'm still hopeful at the same time. 
Um, so for me, this one didn't necessarily stand out on the album, um, but it's still a decent song. So I give this a 4.25 on 5. I like the Burrowsness because, like, it's more realistic mm. than the like the freaking antiquated hundred-year-old Christian hymns of whatever. Like, when you hear about your trials and tribulations and cliche words, and that's as deep as it goes, and God's gonna save you from them. I don't relate to that in the way that I can relate to shit like him rapping. If rain falls on my face, just as another drop to the tears, I can't erase. Like, it's fucking emo. But so am I. And uh, when I hear that, I'm like, that, that like, is a bit more relatable than anything I heard in church for when I'm feeling sad. Mm. My eyes gaze, searching out for brighter days. My knees sway, clouds cover up the sun's gaze. Feet stumble because no light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm like, well, he says end of tunnel because he fucks with his grammar to make the rhyme fit. So I like it. And I'm like, damn, that's dark and bleak and relatably human like everyone else. You know who does it really good? NF. NF is another guy who tackles these emotions while being a Christian rapper in a fucking good way. Um, so I think that's cool. Um, and then... Uh, Sorry, I got lost in my notes here. 40 days and nights locked in my endless struggle. Skies humble, clouds black. Something my life's... I wrote something because I transcribed and I suck at that. <laughs> uh, my life's turned to... My life's dust turned to mud when it pours. And I just like that like imagery where like he really just doubles down on this idea of both the rain, his tears, all of this. His dust, the fucking awfulness of his struggle. Everything turns to mud, making it like worse and more complicated. Anyway, it jumps ahead a bit your spirit speaks in a voice it can't ignore saying open up and stand at the door and then it's like in those moments of bleakness and brokenness when you're down you double down on that chorus which is more of a prayer when i feel broken god lift me up and carry me through this and it's like encouraging and that's the truth of i guess the message you need in that moment is god get me through this and yep. then the end result is likely you'll take a step back and blah 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 but still it's just powerful and then how can you uh you love someone the soul denies i still drive up my flood it's the tears i cry i strive to be holy but sin is what my heart divides my flesh crucified spirit struggles to stay alive flood spirals watch the water nine to five i see the dark clouds pushed aside darkness hides shafted light burning bright my endless light i feel your hands grip my soul tight that's as far as I quoted. But I really like it because it's like he's questioning God. Like, how are you going to love me in this? I am a sinner, a dark ass motherfucker doing all. And you know what? The truth is, is one of the problems with Christianity, you could argue, is that you are going to be fully aware of every fucking bad thing you ever do in your life. If you ever walk down that path, which is uh, coincidentally accountability. So wait, to be Christian is to be accountable, and, and anyway, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Kind of, well, because like a lot of people judge Christianity in terms of that. What I guess what I was trying to get my point across is there's no way to be an accountable, mature adult without going through the self-regulation of being hyper aware of your sins. Right. I fucked up my delivery, uh, but then the other side of it is uh, you get to this whole point where you're kind of caught in your moroseness, and it ends with God holding you and almost helping you through the situation where mm -hmm. 
Certainly, lots of super intelligent people like to boil that down to a fairy tale, but <clears throat> I look at it like it makes way more sense than nothingness in the universe, personally. And I look at it like, you know what? I felt the presence of God in those moments. And if it's not God and it's completely psychosomatic, it's way healthier to deal with it the way he describes and lift me up than it is to be a stubborn motherfucker. So the way uh, KJ52 spits Christianity is just good fucking common sense. And I really like and respect that. I wasn't going to knock your water over, by the way. <laughs> I get this track a five on five. But mostly it's because the, the sample mixed with the great messaging, mixed with the relatability. Like, I just wish more people would, like, act like the way he presents himself on this album. Like, it's so fucking respectable. Five on five. All right. Well, let's go. La, 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 la. It's all, all around, around the, the world. world and data. <laughs> it's all around the world. Features Pigeon John and John Rubin. Mm. I don't know who the fuck's who on the, on the song because the lyrics aren't up there. There was yep. one part where you could figure out it was John Rubin because he says it's John Rubin. <laughs> um, did you like this one? Um, it's fun. It's uh, It has like a super fun beat and it sounds like they're just having like a fun time, like spitting on this one, just enjoying it. And like, th- like they just sound so innocent i guess sort of and it's just like cutesy a little bit and they kind of make a mention or someone makes a mention um that this is made for like kids and youth groups which i thought was funny like just being on like the outside kind of looking into like this little environment like i just think that's hilarious and like Like, i get it like making hard hip-hop that's completely child appropriate and and that's why there's no parental advisory sticker on the cover because it's made for youth groups um christian youth groups and i think that that's so cute and because nobody swears on the album yeah but like i think that that's great because they need music too you know like trust me it's a lot of bad music out there yeah so i mean i like this one though it has like good qualities um i like the mixing um i like the piano um it's catchy it's fun i gave it a 4.5 on 5. i wasn't a huge like fan of this one in like the sound of the beat like it's just kind of you're going from this like super and it's mostly the placement on the album you're going from this like super serious like lift me up like experience to like this goofy all around the world i guess and then okay it's yeah. the ooh ooh. I fucking hate it. <laughs> coo coo. Who you? A steady train like a choo choo. And I'm like, oof. A steady train like a choo choo. Like it. It literally works. But it's a little childish. You know what I mean? Kept you on your toes like a ballerina's in a tutu. Okay. It's really not your fault. Your rhyme was doo doo. Oh, excuse my boo boo. I thought that you knew. So I'm like, yo, that was really fire and clever. Yeah but it's so hard to get into the bar. Like, it's just so hard to bring myself to like, cuckoo, and I'm like, I'm like, no, I just, like, I don't even want to rap it. That's how I feel <laughs> when I hear it. I just don't, I don't even want to do it. It's not that I can't do it. It's I just don't want to. Or then we get over here, my dear, now tell me where that come from. I'm in your section, looking second to none. I'm on equal planes with every human being. I did you robo, can you see what I'm seeing? I'm like, I guess you're a relatable human being that's macking on the chick in this place. Mm-hmm. That's what I took from that. Maybe he wasn't macking. Maybe he was just saying what's up. 
and the junior high kids in the youth group. Put your hands up and let me hear it. Ooh, ooh. And here's the thing. I know what it is to be at that Christian show. In my case, yeah. I will never forget this band, Esoteric, that was from Ontario, that performed around whatever. And we went to them, and we were the we were the kids that would have thrown our hands up in that moment and gone, yeah. ooh, ooh. And, um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. And then I like when he's like, KJ5 getting live, not person, I can't fake it. We hold it down like fat purples on a blanket. I'm like, KJ, that's rude. Um, so much lately, got this speak so you can taste it. Sin left it stained, but you know my God erased it. And I like again that he like, you know, just spits it. Like, I'm a real one. We keep it down like fat people and blankets, you know, because that's I to say back in 2000. And... I'm not saying it's not like all right to say it now. It's just surprising on a Christian rapper's tape. Mm. But like it's a very literal bar. I get it. And then, you know, God washed that sin away. It's what it is. Um, I also like when one of them goes, bury you, bury you so deep with a ladder you couldn't climb out. And it reminded me of that Bible story where somebody throws somebody in a well and somebody needs a ladder. One of the Jacob or Joseph or one of them. I'm going to say Jacob's ladder. Maybe. I don't know the story, uh, but I no know external, what a Jacob's ladder is. No external source to force my good time, as in he doesn't do drugs. Fair. But rather innovation from a higher realm. Get it? Higher realm? No, I'm kidding. He doesn't do drugs. Of getting down. Man, dude, in the front, why are you sitting down? I'm like, if I was the dude in the front on this particular track, I would be the guy sitting down because I'm not ooh-ooing and feeling it. But I respect it, so I'm giving it a 4.25 because, yo, as, like, a goofy, younger person, like, yep. you know this shit rocks and slaps hard on those 12-year-olds. Absolutely. Those 12-year-olds fucking, I did you, Robo, can you see what I'm saying? You just picture it and a bunch of squeaky kid, puberty-driven motherfuckers vibing out to this shit. Respect. I could not write that song. It's the truth. Um, that's okay. Because? Sometimes you just need someone. Imagine me and you. At this very moment, we put out part one of this review. As you're watching this, it means nothing to you, but I wanted to share that with you. So we just listened to the track Need Someone like two full times in a row mm -hmm. while I was doing that. And um, I am left with the impression that this is the most 90s ass, late 90s, early 2000s, alt rock pop, like fucking, like, just don't get it, okay? Yep. From like the sound of the beat, yep. right? Type of fucking shit there is on this project. And you know what? I love it. <laughs> I know you thought I was going, but like, it's, it's all right. Like, I love it for what it is. It's kind of like the love song in terms of it feels so old and different like so the other ones felt old in a quality that i find was like aging like beautiful wine like proper hip-hop like going yeah. back to a golden era may we just say mm -hmm. this feels like going to a part of my pop rock life that yep there's like a thousand better songs than this that sound like this even like Brockhampton would like write a new version of this song today in terms of sound and it would be like dope as an example okay so like there's just this is just mediocre in within the sound of what it is but that's okay that's my prejudices I still think KJ does what he does and it's real good so if we then cut out the fact that most music that sounds like this is not gonna be Christian rap I'll give it to pass because Christian rap needs this shit. Which, let's be real, TFK probably could have dropped that. Yo, thousand foot crutch, 
Just saying, if you want to see that Thousand Foot Crutch review, get Bonnie on more Christian tunes. What? I am down for the first album and Phenomenal, because I used to cop that shit and play it like, I'm just being real with y'all. But it reminds me of like early Thousand Foot Crutch a little bit. How about you? How do you feel about this shit? Uh, very similarly. Thousand uh, Foot Crutch <laughs> is what you're feeling? No, I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is definitely more of like a, a rock feeling inspired like sound. Very of the era. Um, and I like that he uses different styles in his music because... Um, it goes to show that he's unique. He can do anything, and I like that. Um, this one sounds nice. It's fun. It's kind of a little bit goofy. It kind of, like, makes me think of, like, a band, like, Sum 41 or, like, Blink-182, something kind of like that. I was that. thinking Trouble Charger, personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it feels like something that could have been featured in, like, an American Pie film or Loser, basically anything with uh, Jason, whatever the heck was his name, Schwartzman. Um, is it Schwartzman? Yeah, basically anything with Jason Swart- Jason Schwartzman, this song is appropriate. Um, it it's got great verses. It it makes me feel very nostalgic. Like I've never heard this song before, but it makes me feel nostalgic for that time in my life. Basically, heard this song before. Like sonically, it brings literally zero noon to the table. It isn't even like he's really good at that like lyrical hip hop shit. Mm-hmm. This is moving into MC Lars pop punk territory. Yeah, but I mean there's something about it that I liked. I, I don't know. No, anyway, it's it's I, good though like cuz I'm alone, I need a friend, I need someone who understands the way I feel so I can feel the way you feel. It's like, you know, teenage angst. Like, it's just that. But, and then he gets This it. would have been perfect for, like, you know, a sad Christian going through shit. Well, but, like, still, like, a good person overall. And then he's like, tell you what, Tootis, make sure the hook is on there, right? And just, just record whatever I do, all right? Yeah. And the way he does it makes me go, I'm kind of glad I didn't listen to the version with the skits, because... KJ. I mean, to be fair, he sounds better than Joe Budden. Yo, Parks, let that run. Sorry, sorry, uh, Coney Sparks. But yo, it sounds better than that way when Joe Budden came at it, but like, it, it's still really fucking corny, that little part. But then he comes in spitting, S-I, you know what I'm saying? Sass, repeat this. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. Stick it, uh, sick and sticking out my neck uh, to get me burned like a Bic lighter. And I'm like, what? What? Th- this? Where the fuck did this come from? And it's this weird juxtaposition of KJ52 sounding particularly awesome in the verses while everything else coming off as corny as it does. As you would expect, the, al- the whole album you would expect to come off corny like this song does, even though literally nothing, even the love song came off less corny than the sound of the- I'm talking about the sound. I don't know how else to describe it. I don't know if I'm being mean here. However, I like the, the the rhymes. I like the way he raps. I like the flow of him. And if I kind of silence the beat and shit and the mixing in my head and I just listen to him rap, it's pretty fucking fire. So I want to give credit to like the skill that he has because I've been criticized in the past for not giving credit to skill and saying shit like that. So I recognize it. Mm-hmm. Sick of odd Jim Carrey type liars is a fucking dated terrible line not because liar liar like it's a good line in that context but unlike the other datedness it isn't that fun all i think about a liar liar is the pen is then he like fucking scribbles everywhere and i'm like motherfucker made millions of dollars to act out that fucking scene i don't remember anyway (laughs) um so i'm sticking to get a grip like some hand flyers and i'm like 
mm, it's kind of hard but i get it he's trying to get himself together like the grip on a hand plier is not a gat but it, you know it could have been a gat uh my manifesto hit you the best flow hot behind the mics like you was <coughs> stinking death row i'm already seeing through you like some windows stay on you like halo shine like day glow I'm like that's a you just say stay on you like halo because the halo stays on you and he's gonna watch you and keep on i'm like no shit and the double entendres he's gonna live more righteous and be better than you motherfucker because he's gonna be a better man about the situation i'm adding the pettiness okay but i feel kj's pettiness what i'm trying to say this is a petty ass song this is as petty as you can get while staying within the lines of being good christian rap i would say he's but he's also expressing the superhuman emotion of it's somebody so backstabbing you then there's this line you ducking like some draft dodgers heading to canada i'm like Classic. why why you bring canada into your freaking because pages? that's where the draft dodgers came they did go smart guys uh i gotta hand it to you you know how to break me down judas kisses never seem to ever make a sound and i really like that line like is judas betraying you backstabbing you his kisses is loving you to your face they never even make a sound you can't even hear them coming for the betrayals and i'm like oh the poetry's great i wish i liked this song more but thanking god that was not from the lost and found but keep in mind what goes around comes around so he took his l's and he recognizes god's gonna pay it forward and he needs to behave a certain way and there's some cheesy ass fucking phone call where like love turns to hate and friends turn to enemies homies turn to phonies haters turn to cronies and i'm like man this is definitely the christian version of you fucking betrayed me and it it's 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 cute it really comes off almost cute here like as the world turns i'm still standing lonely but there is one love that's never turning cold and i'm like fair god's got your back bringing it in proper always got my back when i got played like a casanova always got a hand on had always had a dry shoulder for me to cry on always made a way through the dark with a light on and i'm like fair when your friends betray you god's got your back and then i'm sitting there going i forgive you for your corniness that's fucking a good message and then you know what in a well, sense, you have to remember, it's made for, you know... Like, no, I'm going to say it's made for anybody. Yeah. Next time somebody stabs you in the back, remember at the end of the day, God got your back. Or you can hold this down. You don't need other people. You can look at God like inner reflections within yourselves to find yourself and your strength. It's a good message. Okay. Hey, yo, dark, now tell me what's up. I'm like, what does that mean? Why do you say dark there? Why well, I always seem to get got beef like ground chuck. We used to be cool, but I guess I'm out of luck. Would you mind taking the knife out of my back? Yo, it got stuck. And I'm like, this is fucking weird. Anyway, it's the Christ Jew Jesus putting... And I'm like, man, did he really just reverse Jesus Christ to make it work? Okay, fine. It's the Christ Jesus putting back all the pieces. His love runs the deepest, now close to ever... And I'm like, why does it sound so good? Like, the same time, you know, this is, this is so corniness. But it's so good. Yep. I don't know. It appeals to me like this joke. Two peanuts walk into a bar. One was assaulted. Right. Anyway, so mm -hmm. I think it's a it's a cool track, <laughs> and I gave it a four point three five. Okay. Anyways, I got a four point seven five just because I liked the nostalgic feeling it gave me. Four point seven five. Yep. Stop. <laughs> I will this not. This is your favorite. I will not. 
Okay, so next up on the album is that Fresh as Fuck remix, which really deserves a 4.75. Mm -hmm. And then we have a 12-round knockout, like when I box in box VR and lose some weight, motherfuckers. It's getting big. This one hits me in the absolute level of corniness as the two peanuts walk into a bar. One was a salted joke that Mm -hmm. I just told. And I like this one. I like the beat. I like the boxing metaphor. I like the commitment with the ding-dings and the beat and shit. It's Yo, fun. it's a 12-round knockout. And it, it really feels battle-esque, like he's willing to come through it. And uh, he's going all 12 rounds, and he's never going to drop out. And he says that, like, because it showcases the stamina and endurance. But I was wondering, wouldn't you rather be, like, um, what's his fucking name? Conor McGregor and knock dudes out in 40 seconds? Like, wouldn't that be more impressive than lasting 12 rounds? And I was just wondering for any boxing fans out there, because we're not talking about the fans' perception, but, like, as a boxer, isn't, like, a 40-second knockout, like, way more cool than surviving 12 rounds and not dropping out and maybe i'm just misunderstanding the boxing metaphor so hence me asking you know, like i'm probably overthinking this you know i keep my eyes focused because time is ticking to the final moments and i like that because that totally makes sense while correlated back to the boxing bar of lasting 12 rounds and trying to endure to the end of that shit like life is complicated and he's going to stay focused and committed to the purity of his world and i'm kj killing it my opponents try to approach us, but they can't hold us. How are you going to stop the sun when your planet's hopeless? We got the fighter shining on us with angelic soldiers. I keep my gloves on for every challenge that's brung on. Back against the ropes, I still hung on. I've been swung on and told I won't, wouldn't last long, but I was the only one standing as the last gong. So what I like there is through the grace of God, essentially, and relying on that, he made it through all the turbulations and challenges of his career, of everything. And you know what? To end your project, or at least this re-release of the project, on such a powerful note, like, of the the struggle of just all of it that comes through, like, my feet moving more than conquering, I'm never losing my eyes on the prize when the crowd is booing king and king has got every punch that I swing. It's a 12-round knockout, let the bell ring. And again, it's like he stays focused on his message, his purity as we know is to live with integrity whilst spitting the gospel and he goes through a lot to do that and this song is just a testament to the strength that god gave him and then what does he do in verse two satan put your dudes up i mean yeah your crews were up but they ain't looking too tough and you realize it's a battle rap song against satan he's fucking <laughs> fighting the devil on this one and god's got his back as he's fighting it through and i'm like no shit you can go hard on satan and rap i suppose like even if you're a christian you could say the most foul shit to satan and that must be proper because you're attacking the devil up in there as long as it's not that foul i suppose um so when your crew is up i stay covered in the blood of the lamb from the shoes up and that's pretty like metaphor from the bible shit you know the lamb of god christ, christ lamb being christ christ blood protecting you Satan, in the name of the lord jesus i rebuke you type shit motherfucker I wonder if people else cuss like this. Like, I wonder how many people have said those exact words in that sequence like I just did. I would love to know because I want to be friends (laughs) with that person. I put my boots up. I throw my gloves on. Bobbing and weaving, ducking and dodging. Come on. And you're like, fuck you, Satan. He's bopping around and he's smashing you. 12 round, make it 24. And you're like, yeah, fuck you, Satan. And then the chorus kicks back in. I mean, I wonder again if all the Christians felt like that with that language. But that's the sentiment that everybody was feeling there. Okay, okay. 
they go to final bell sound i watched the crowd jump to the feet like a last second touchdown and we was just watching football we watched people get real excited at some last minute touchdown so i can only imagine a last second touchdown and at super bowl next weekend yay i guess who are you going for shakira yeah <laughs> try and stop me that's like you using your feet to slow a truck down and i'm like i suppose that's a useless thing, but it's also pretty preposterous. It's not my favorite bar in this track. You better duck down. Here come the uppercut. Sorry, when this uppercut come around. So you're going to duck down, smack in the fucking face. We come down to make it fat without even gaining one pound. Respect, dog. I gained a lot of weight recording videos on this channel sitting in a chair. Now I've been losing some weight. Yeah. Yeah, I totally gained pounds. Any one city, one town. We proclaim the God who reigns from the sun up to the sun down. I'm just like, you know what? I fucking love rapping for Jesus. This is fucking cool. This is dope to me. I mean, yeah, I get it. I, I have my foul ass mouth. But in general, I'm super impressed by the tenacity of this song, the intensity of it. The beat is stellar. So apparently something, something went up on my genius there. Um, sorry, everyone. Uh, so yeah, um, I don't even know what I was saying. I love it. 4.5 is dope. You got you, you can talk, Barney. All right. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. I mean, this one sounds like a boxing. Uh, like you're at a boxing arena, you know, and the whole crowd is there. And, you know, the bell's ringing. And um, I definitely like the way that he spits on this one. Um, it sounds like he's really bringing it. And, like, you know, based off of what, you know, you said, that it's kind of like a battle against um, the devil. I think that that's kind of cool. Uh, I really like the beat. It's simple. It's nice. I like it. It's, um, I find like he's a little bit like echoey or muffled or something, but I kind of liked how it, how it feels. Like I kind of like that. It's, I mean, it's not that it's great, but I still like it. Um, it's more of like an attack hype beat on this one. And I like that. Um, and that he's going to destroy the other rapper. And, uh, you know, he kind of says that he's like a hype rapper. Um, and I also wanted to mention, I don't think know if I've mentioned it on any other songs, but like he, you can really hear like something about maybe the way he did it or the placement or whatever. Um, you can hear like all of his like really deep breaths. Um, they're very obvious, which is fine. It's just like something that's um, noticeable, I found on like this album. Like, you know, sometimes like mm. when rappers... I feel like there's an aesthetic to it. Like some, sometimes they don't. You can't always hear no, them. But I feel I, like in most cases they're like, edited out. Yeah. And I say this having gone through the recording process, and I think it's like a creative choice to leave those breaths in because, like, big pun, like he, you could always hear him. Yeah, but like, big but that pun was just because like, you know he was, big pun. <laughs> <laughs> he was just struggling but to like, breathe. I think it's part of the griminess, right? Like if yeah. you're trying to give that raw, authentic, because yo, I can tell you one thing. We cut all sorts of out of my fucking shit because sometimes it makes sense and sometimes you want yeah. that like tight thing, you know. But like on like his songs, like this album, um, it's so exaggerated. I, I like, found like I definitely sometimes it's it. almost like like he's almost kissing his teeth, like to okay, make a yeah. certain like kind of sound to it. Where mm -hmm. I feel like it, it's almost it's so deliberate that it's noticeable. Right. Um, so, I mean, I just wanted to, like, mention that as well. Like, I don't think we talked about that at all. Um, but, like, there's just, like, a lot of energy on this track. Um, and I looked up because I kind of like these, like, little, like, 
treasures, like especially um, in like Christian art, like as I mentioned in the first one, um, the 12 round knockout. And so obviously I was like, mm, I'm sure that means something more. And so the number 12 is like a divine number um, and it's a symbol of faith. I'm just reading here off of what the, the internet tells me. Um, the number 12 is a symbol of faith, the church and the divine rule. The number 12 features prominently in the Bible, the Old Testament book of Genesis states there were 12 sons of Jacob and those 12 sons formed the 12 tri tribes of Israel and the New Testament tells us that J Jesus had 12 apostles so the number is not lost on me I get your significance um, KJ52 um, so 5-2 is pronounced 5-2 5-2 yes I do know um, I should know better um, so it's nice I thought this was like a fun way to close the album I liked it I gave it a 4.75 all right, so I guess we can wrap up. I'm certain you can hear the cat meowing. She is so excited for us to finish, but she demanded to come in the damn room. She can fucking <laughs> wait. Uh, I gave the project to 4.56. Um, there's a part of me that is like, this is fucking amazing. Uh, it's a really well-rounded album. It's got bars. It's got flow. It's got pretty excellent production. It's got this gritty sound and unfortunately a couple of two pop for the era for my liking sounds uh, songs on it. But overall, like, I feel like there's very little to criticize. And as far as like being a Christian album, it's completely like passable like you can just listen to this and yeah there's some jesus shit on there but it's not annoying whereas some of it is i mean like i said the very first song i was like <gasps> like oh this is real christian but i feel like it's more to hook than let's let's clarify kj52 never comes off that way to me even though and he's spitting for jesus it's still spitting yeah he, still no, he's fire, a great fire, rapper you know so I really appreciate what it does. And I, th I could see how this album did a lot to help legitimize Christian rap as something that isn't just like garbage. And because I, I don't know how much of it was good. I know that cross movements was pretty good, but I can imagine how a lot of it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was kind of like, oh, boy, when I like was like, oh, we're doing a Christian rap album. And when I listened to the first one and I was like, oh, boy, and um but I was surprised, like very talented, uh, you know, again, I like that, you know, he he challenged my expectations um, and uh, surprised us by doing a phenomenal job. So amazing. I give this album a 4.39 on five. So it's an 87.8%. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a great album. Uh, there's... I mean, if you're Christian or not, go check it out. Why not? That's what I'm saying. Like, this album makes Christian music look good. Yeah. And if you've never listened to like a Christian album, um, kind of like me, I guess, um, then let us know. And if you check it out, is it something that interests you? Or did you check out the Grit song like, that, you told, that we told you to? In my experience, the people clicking on the review are fans of the artists. So if you want us to check out KJ52's newest project, because like I said, dude dropped what I believe is his last album this year. Oh, as yeah? in 2020. Hmm. I'm just saying, if y'all have interest in seeing us do that and you want to see that and we didn't offend you, let us know if we <laughs> offended you. Okay, it's cool. Um, but either way, let us know in the comments what you think. Understand that we really appreciate this shit. 
and I know that, you know, my language is what it is, and I normally don't care, but I just get the feeling this review might get a couple more Christians that might care than normal. Maybe yeah. maybe I'm just being cautious. Uh, either way, subscribe to the channel for more reviews if you want. Um, you can like the video if you dug it. You can dislike it if you didn't. And you can just let us know in the comments so we can chit-chat either way. There you go. Um, special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane, Lindo Williams, Connie Sparks, and Scribble, the man of the hour, the mm -hmm. man who used his Patreon powers to request this very review. That's right. It also helped us get some nice stuff like this tablecloth you could say was paid for with patreon money i'm not putting that shit on a credit card but like it's really helpful and it encourages us and if you want to see us cover particular stuff or you just want to show love it's a great way to do it also i make music you can check it out on this channel on spotify all that good stuff holding stefan roy the alternative grind let me know what you think about it i would be real real cool of you and on that note in the words of mr roddenberry's greatness live long and prosper everyone Bye, guys.